Welcome to the Black Mind Garden, the podcast that helps you remap your mind and retrain your brain and be more flexible and fluent in your life. This podcast is about planting new seeds that help you remap your mind so that you can master your inner voice, expand your listening and communication, and produce unimaginable results in your life. I am your host, Dr. Maisha. Hey, have you ever thought about learning NLP or hypnosis or even being a coach? Even if you simply learn the skills of coaching, it could come in handy everywhere and in every area of your life. Our mind remapping NLP coach training will give you mastery over language, helping you to improve your confidence, communication, coaching, and leadership. So if you're committed to removing unconscious blocks so you can consciously elevate your performance in every area of life, join our next training. Schedule and training interest call at remapmymind.today. That's remapmymind.today. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Mind Garden. And I am excited. I'm excited because we're going to have a really good conversation today with my guest. And, you know, we're going to be talking about how our story can be our superpower. And we're having this conversation with a, a sister who I was actually recently on her podcast. And I was so excited to, to be able to have, we had an amazing conversation. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But, you know, before that, I want to talk about who this person is. So this is Monica Wisdom. She is the owner of Monica Wisdom Strategies. She's a strategist, podcast producer, and writer, and she helps women tap into their inner genius, amplifying their voices and monetizing their knowledge. And she does this through private strategy sessions, podcasting, and masterclasses. And so she is an amazing, amazing woman. Her podcast actually black women amplified is the name of her podcast so you actually will will uh hear this podcast during the summer sessions as we wrap up the season i'm going to be debuting some of the the podcasts that i guessed on some of my favorites and monica wisdom's podcast was one of them so i want to welcome 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 you monica thank you so much for being here how are you today i am wonderful i am so excited to be here i couldn't wait to have this conversation. I was like a little kid for Christmas. I'm like, I can't wait to talk to her again. (laughs) We had so much fun the last time. We did, didn't we? (laughs) One of the things I love about, you know, having a podcast that was sort of an unexpected benefit was really getting to meet amazing people and have amazing conversations with people like you. So I just thank you for being here, you know? Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. Well, I always like to start by having the audience get to know our guests a little bit. So if you would share just a little bit about you, a little bit about your story and and how you came to have, you know, your be where you are and have the business that you have. The beauty of it is it started out of like many people's stories, (laughs) trying to change my own. I came out of a a family that was a great family. I have a great extended family, but behind closed doors, a lot of things went on that weren't great. So as I grew and evolved, I had to go on a journey of self-discovery so that I could release my trauma, 
discover who I am and walk in my purpose. And during that, I took a lot of adventures through the beauty industry, through the music industry, through the publishing industry, working for some top companies like Sebastian International, um, Schwarzkopf Hair Color, as well as having a salon uh, behind the chair business for 35 years. Mm. And it was in November, October of last year when I decided I was going to blow up my whole life. <laughs> I was going to blow up my whole life because I realized even though I was, I'm was, i great at what I do, I'm excellent mm-hmm. at what I do, mm-hmm. I was not happy. Mm. So I said, mm. it's time for me to find my happy and do what I feel like my calling was, which was to help women tell their stories. Yeah. For so my first iteration of that, well, not the first time, because I've done it throughout my life. I've interviewed people when I worked for a magazine. I've interviewed mm. people like Kirk Franklin and Vanetta mm. Flowers, the Olympian, mm. and Evander Holyfield and Isaac Bruce and wow. um, Eric Roberson. So I've, I've interviewed people throughout my life. Yeah, the beauty industry freelance. I work with the Isley Brothers and Loretta mm-hmm. Devine and Lisa Rashan. So I've had, and then um, incredible women like you who are just forging their own paths and mm-hmm. building their lives and building their businesses. And I've helped people start their businesses. Mm-hmm. I've consulted with people like Carol's daughter and mm-hmm. other people who have trying to make transitions and make money and be successful. But my passion is allowing people to see themselves and to see their greatness. So I first had to do it in myself, which was a journey of self-discovery. So I help people understand that a journey of self-discovery is just simply about finding out more about you. Yeah, I love that. My first iteration is Black Women Amplified, the podcast. I love it. You know, I, I have to say, there's so many things, even in just that, you know, I find that when people are sharing their stories, they don't even realize how much wisdom they're dropping. Mm. Right. And, you know, one of the first things that you that you said is, you know, while you had a, a, you have a wonderful family, mm-hmm. that things went on behind closed doors that weren't so wonderful. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of times that is a condition of mm-hmm. our of, of our culture, many cultures, and especially our culture, is that there's a saying, what goes on behind closed doors stays behind closed doors, right? Keep That's home and home is what Keep my mom said. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's like a, 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 a mantra inside of the community that I think of our generation that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and it has us, you know, go out into the world with the mask on, mm-hmm. doing the things that we are so we feel like we're supposed to be doing and, you know, leading us into this space of sometimes great success, but inner, inner, there's sort of like an inner missing. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, I love the way you language that because I think that sometimes often we feel we need to hide those stories. Right. We feel like we need to hide that past right? Uh, and because that somehow that past is going to be to our detriment. And sometimes it's like the acknowledging the past. You know, I know from my own experience and also from the women that I've coached in the past is like that going back there will break us. I can't handle, I can't face that because it'll break me and I'm already just surviving kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So that was the first thing you said. I just thought, oh, that's, that's beautiful. And then I love that. I loved your journey of going through iterations of your 
your your career. And that I find we have in common because mm-hmm. as you know, I'm in my, I, I, would, I would call it my third, maybe third or fourth <laughs> career. <laughs> right. right. Know, <laughs> from from physician to coach to consultant to trainer to you know to a, a lot of different things right? right and to to find to be on that journey of self discovery and i think you know normalizing the journey because mm-hmm. i think sometimes people think oh well if i'm changing careers that means that maybe somehow i failed or somehow i you know that wasn't the right thing to do Mm-hmm. And I think that every, and this is again, coming back to what you, your, the topic is every part of our journey matters. Yes. It's all leading towards where we're, you know, who we're showing up at any given moment. So I want to, I don't want to say the destination because really, is there a destination? I mean, the final destination is the final destination. Well, the final and- destination is back to the dust. Okay. Exactly. That's what so I'm saying. When people, there's no end game in life. I love it. That's exactly um, what there, There's just life. And I always talk about, um, I don't like the term purpose. Mm. It's something people are always searching for. Right. We are born with a purpose. And people right. call it your swag or your juice or your how you do the things that you do is yeah. the reason that you were born. It's not what you do. Because we focus on so much of doing. Yes. Our purpose is our way of being. Mm-hmm. And so... For instance, we could sing the same song. Mm-hmm. The words are the same. The music is the same. But our way of being and what we bring to it is completely different. Mm-hmm. That's our purpose. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I think everybody read the book Purpose Driven Life. Mm. And so everybody went on this constant search for what your purpose is. <laughs> right. Your purpose is who you are. What you're seeking is your calling. Yes. And the road that you're walking is your destiny. Ooh. And your destiny is your journey. All the twists and turns and trials mm. and challenges and successes. That's your oh, destiny. And if we don't re-imagine um, this journey, we're going to continue to have anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we think it's supposed to be what society told us what it is. Yes. But at the end of the day, we're all just Peter Pan going on our next adventure. I, ooh. the the story the visual of that story Mm -hmm. you know distinguishing the the you know the calling and the the path of the the destiny you know i i just that's so beautiful and i love the mic drop with the peter pan here yes (laughs) i mean we go out of that window we have our friends with us and we just go on an adventure and if you look at life like that yeah, we realize that there is the end game is exhaustion because you've lived your life. Yeah, when you go yeah. in that box, you're tired because That's you right. live a life. That's and right. it's all about acceptance. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think people don't tell their stories, and I know I speak for myself, it was mm-hmm. a lot of shame around it. Yeah, you know, I'm Generation X, so we didn't talk about abuse and all the things. That yes, went on okay. inside of the house. One in that generation, it was about safety. Yes, let's, absolutely. Let's just say that we're the first generation outside of Jim Crow. So our parents were raised in Jim Crow mm-hmm. and we had to be safe. So that was their way yeah. of keeping us safe. Absolutely. And we didn't have tools to deal with our traumas and situations. Our parents did not know how to parent. They right. just knew how to provide and keep us safe. So safe, yep. all praises to them because they walked us to this part. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we honor them in the space that they're in and realize that they didn't know any better. 
but we know better. Yeah. We're and we're learning it just now. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think there's something to be said for that because we as the X Gen are sort of the bridge mm-hmm. between the boomer generation who, you know, they came, they came straight out of Jim Crow. And it's interesting because it wasn't until I was talking to my father maybe like a few weeks ago. And I was having a moment of, you know, this this work in, in the anti-oppression space mm-hmm. is hard work. And when sometimes the gains are are are, are, are not seen, you know, like are very t- tiny and sometimes you don't see them over time mm-hmm. and you see a lot of setbacks. And if we're not careful, you know, the vision can focus on the setbacks and not the not the forward mm-hmm. movement. So I was talking to my dad and he said to me straight up, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, I was raised in the Jim Crow era and it, I just thought, wow, you know what? I didn't realize, I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's not that far long ago, but, but then to hear my father say it is like, oh, that wasn't that long ago at all. Mm-mm. So when you said that, it just brought that back for me. Like we really I mean, are. Think about really. how old your father is and how old you are. How long ago was that? Right. From your age to when he was 50 something, 49. 20, yeah. Like 20, 25 years, maybe 25 years. Right. That's, that's not a long time. That's nothing. <laughs> right. That's not a long time at all. Yeah. And, and so, you know, to your point, we are this bridge between a generation who was raised in Jim Crow and then this, you know, this new sort of millennial generation. New, they're not new. They're 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 getting up there now. They got children. <laughs> let, let, me not, let me not get dragged by the millennials here. Uh, but, but you know, the millennial and even the older millennials have a similar experience to the X generation, right? Mm-hmm. They're that that bridge. We're a bridge to a new type of parenting. We are discovering ourselves. We are healing our traumas. We are telling our stories, the things that, like you said, behind closed doors, we weren't allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's 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 really that's really deep. And it's very important for us as X-Gen, as, as X-Gen and older millennials to understand, because um, I'm, I'm right center of the road X-Gen, by the way. I, I, <laughs> I claim it. I claim it. I'm not, I'm not a close to the millennial. I'm an X-Generation. I am. Listen, (laughs) what I love being Generation X, and it's so that's one reason I love social media because I get to see other Generation Xs. Yeah, talk to each other. Yes, we we were in our family in our bubbles, and it's like, oh, you all went through the same thing we did. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Like we we claim it, claim it, claim it. Yes, I love it when they do. uh, What is it? Wakanda forever? Like Gen X. Gen X was right. Right. So, um, yeah, but you know, it's like the, the, this, like the Z gen and the, we're paving the way for a new kind of interaction with Mm -hmm. each other. Sometimes we talk about parent to child or generation to generation, but it's really with each other. Like Mm -hmm. how I am with you. And the conversation with ourselves. And the conversations with ourselves Mm -hmm. and the level of intimacy that we can have with each other as colleagues, as women, as, you know, women to man. So it's it's really great what you're saying here. And it's beautiful. Even in the conversation with ourselves, which I think why self-discovery is so important, mm-hmm. because before we have, we have relationship with other people, we need to know who we are. Absolutely. And it's, it's a situation. I know it's generational. We didn't have the opportunity to discover ourselves. 
Mm -hmm. just had to go to work. Our right. parents put the key in the door. Mm -hmm. We had to open it and mm -hmm. forge a whole new path. Yes. And that's a lot of responsibility to carry. Not on, And we knew mm -hmm. it wasn't just about us. Mm -hmm. It was about our family. It was about generation. It was about the ancestors. Yeah. Like all of that was put on our shoulders and we're tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, we now have the opportunity and the tools and the, and the places we can just sit down, be still. Like the Bible says, be still and know God. Mm -hmm. We can also be still and know ourselves. Yes. Because yes. we get to sit down and say, what do I really like? What do I want to be in life? Who is the woman that I want to be in this world? Yeah. And oftentimes, as we're seeing, people are walking away from corporate jobs. People mm -hmm. are walking away from bad relationships. Mm -hmm. People are walking walking into themselves mm -hmm. in a whole new well, way. It's like, oh, I don't even like pizza. Why do I keep eating it? You know, this is <laughs> right. like that, right? Yeah. Like, why, oh, this is a family tradition that has carried on. Right. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. You know, we talk so much about legacy building. We need to talk about personality building. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about me building. Mm -hmm. And stop mm -hmm. always making it about, oh my God, for generations, let them do what they need to do. Because mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. world is going to be totally different. If yeah. you're eight, your world is totally different than me as a 54 year old woman. That's right. So you That's need, I need to give you space to build for yourself. But right now, I can't do that if I don't know who I am. Because what I'm building is the is the idea that somebody else gave me. Yes. And I often say that we are living our parents' dreams. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for us to live our own dream. But first, we have to figure out what that is. What that's our discovery. Yeah. You know, so so I, I love what you're saying. And, and so I, it poses the question, how does like knowing our story and even telling our story lead us back to us? Like, how mm -hmm. does it lead us back to who we are? Because our story gives us gives us gives us clues. Mm -hmm. I always have so much in my brain, my mouth sometimes. So our our story gives us clues of why we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. So when we are triggered by something, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. that gives us a, gives us a clue of where to look. Yeah. So, for instance, let's use road rage. Why mm -hmm. are you mad at the other driver? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself that before right. you ever respond. Well, why am I mad about this? Mm -hmm. What am I really mad about? Where have I been mad about that before? Mm -hmm. When was the first time I was mad about that? That's in your story. Yeah. Because what you feel is you don't feel acknowledged. You feel mm -hmm. disrespected. You don't mm -hmm. feel seen. Mm -hmm. Where did you feel like that the first time? That's right. It's inside your story. So That's when right. you look at your story, your trigger connects to something in the past. It's not mm -hmm. random. It's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. You're triggered because it's something that's deep inside of you. Yeah. And so I had to discover it because I was the pop-off queen. Somebody said something to me, baby. <laughs> like a ninja. I can assassinate you with my mouth, my tongue, mm -hmm. my words. Right. And I had to figure out where that came from. And it came from mm -hmm. the anger and the rage and the hurt inside of me. 
mm. and the abuse that I had to cover up because I had to keep home at home. Right. And all the shame and the guilt. So when I started working on that, mm -hmm. if you made me mad, okay, you mad? I'm good. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Now if I have a situation, I need to set a boundary. Yes. I do it with grace and I do it with love mm -hmm. now, but mm -hmm. that's, that's not how I was 10 years ago. That's not how I was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I had to decide what type of woman do I want to be? Yeah. That was the first decision. Not what I want to do in life, but who I want to be in life. Mm -hmm. And yeah. all of those clues come inside of our own story. It's not in a book. It's not in a YouTube video. It's <laughs> I don't think that. Not a workshop. It's not. <laughs> These things are tools. Right. But at the end of the day, they are tools to help you discover yourself. They are mm -hmm. not the answer. We are the answer we've been looking for. Yeah. You know, it, it it also brings to mind to me when you say that there our story are clues. I really love that. The other thing that brings to mind is that our story are also clues for where we inherited conversations yeah. that are not ours. Or like you said earlier, traditions that are that we inherited. And I think that's there's something to be said about that because if you're on this the the journey of self-discovery and you're like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Not not just when you're activated, but just in general. Yes. Like, why do I, you know, why and, and I'm gonna bring this up and this may activate some people, but why am I going to church? Yes. Right. And it may be that you discover that you go to church because you love the community you love or why am I why am I going to this church? Right. And for me, like that was a huge thing, like really discovering my spiritual bond, my spirit, my own personal relationship mm -hmm. with higher power rather than the relationship that had been passed down to me mm -hmm. about God and higher power. Mm -hmm. Right. So that I had to go on an entire journey of exploring different spiritual communities, religions, you know, denominations, like all of these things mm -hmm. to discover what do I believe and what is my personal relationship with God look like so that I can find the spiritual community that yes. I could commune with that shared those values. And then if I have that spiritual foundation, then I can allow for a spiritual foundation in my son and talk about it without doing the same thing of like, this is what you're going to believe, mm -hmm. right? Now, when I have a conversation with my son and he says, well, do you believe, he actually asked me the question the other day, mommy, are we Christian? Mm -hmm. And I said, I said to him, well, we don't go to a Christian church and that doesn't mean, you know, I said, I said, do you want to be Christian? He said, well, I don't know. I said, well, that's something that we could explore, mm -hmm. Right. We could explore, there are a lot of different religions. There are a lot of different denominations of a religion. There are a lot of different like spiritual communities. Um, I myself am not in the Christian uh, community mm -hmm. and the community I am incorporates and actually recognizes Christianity as one of the major teachings for spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and so, so that's, that's how I explained it to him. I said, and you know, what, what you want to explore, we can explore mm -hmm. so that you find the, the system that, or the, the spiritual um, grounding that works for you, you know? And, and the key in what you said was exploring. Yeah. Right. So you have to, like you said, it's tradition mm -hmm. and we get in life, we get stuck on something because yeah. I've always done this. This is what I'm always going to do. 
this is who I'm always going to be. This is, I, I, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did. Okay. (laughs) Now what else are you going to do? Right. So when you're exploring, when you're going to church, what did, what do you need? You have to tune into yourself to decide what you actually need. Mm -hmm. If you're going because of tradition, that's great. Honor the traditions of your family. Mm-hmm. But also ask yourself, what do I need? Yeah. And in your exploration of that, you might need to learn meditation. Mm-hmm. So you might not know where to go, but you might go to a Buddhist temple. Right. And say, can I learn meditation? Yeah. It might not. And meditation is talked about in the Bible. Yeah. You know, so being still is taught about in the Bible. Disconnecting is taught in the Bible. So if you're a Christian, you also have to explore the modalities that are actually in the Bible. I remember when I was planning on leaving the Christian church because I'm a Christian and my best friend is Muslim. Mm-hmm. So I, she would invite me to the mosque. I loved it. Yeah. And so be, uh, as God would have it, <laughs> just right. she uh, was entertaining um one of their missionaries, which is somebody goes around. I don't know exactly what it is. And she told me, don't talk to him. But me being me, I pulled a chair up and said, can I ask you some questions? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's a student. He's, he's a scholar of Islam. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, we talked for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And he told me about a Jesus I did not know. Mm. Because a part of their belief is to understand other beliefs. Yeah. They can have intelligent conversations. We're taught to stay away from other beliefs as That's Christians. right. So mm-hmm. he told me so much about Jesus. I got into my Bible and I was like, oh my God, it's here. Mm-hmm. But I was never taught it because I believe what my pastor said. Right. But once I got into the Bible and I was like, oh, okay. So Jesus turned water into wine. That's about transformation. Mm-hmm. Baptism is about reinventing yourself, mm-hmm. becoming a new person. Mm-hmm. So I learned to love all beliefs and have mm-hmm. respect for them as opposed to, to locking people out. So it opened up my right. world within what I believe. So that was about exploring, like you said. And and the beauty of exploration is that exploration allows you to evolve. Yes. And, and that means that wherever you are, whether, and, and this goes for spirituality, but it also goes for your profession, your career. You talked about how you evolved through different professions and different careers, how I've evolved through different professions and different careers. When we, when we learn to explore, like we explore our story and then we, we can see, okay, these are the things that I've inherited. Do they work for me? Because some things that you inherit, I mean, let's just be clear. Some of the things that we inherit do work for us. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say, throw the, ba- throw the baby out with the bathwater. But when you explore your story and you explore and you investigate and you be curious about, man, like what are the things that I inherited that no longer work for me, that I want to like evolve from? What are the things that I inherited that, oh, I really like, I want to keep some element of this? Then we have choice in the matter. Like that increases our choice, which increases the opportunity and the and the pathways that we see out there to do the things that we want and to make the impacts that we want, you know? And choice is freedom. 
It really is. We, it's, we stagnate. We talk about oppression of other people. Mm-hmm. But that oppression is so conditioned in us that we begin to oppress ourselves. Yeah. It's always been this way. I've always made my mac and cheese like this. This is how my <laughs> grandmother made it. I want to pass it down. That's a beautiful tradition. Yeah. Or maybe you want to try a new recipe. Yeah. This is the type of man I'm used to. Mm. This is the type of man that my grandfather was. This type of my um, of man that my cousin married. This is the type of man that's considered a good man in society. Mm. But is he the type of man that I need? Mm-hmm. And how do you know what you need? You've never asked yourself. Right. We we perceive what we need by the ideas of others. We never right. ask ourselves what do we need. Yes. And that's what I love about the millennials because they ask themselves a little too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm learning so much about that thought process of like, oh, I've always done this. I've done this job for 35 years. Mm -hmm. Am I happy? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. I have the power to change that. Mm -hmm. So it's time to implement everything I've learned and make that change. Right. And I have the power. To, nobody's going to do it for me. The pastor's not going to do it for me. That's right. Oprah's not going to do it for me. <laughs> all of the, <laughs> right, right. All of the outsideness of life is not going to do it for me. It's an internal conversation. Yeah. And you, like you said, I, I equate it with a computer. When you get a computer, you open it up and it is just technology. Mm-hmm. And until you put in a program, does mm-hmm. it come alive? Mm-hmm. So we have to examine the programs that were put in us. Yes. By our just for the fact of the way that we were born, yep. our complexion, our yep. environment, our mm-hmm. family, our mm-hmm. extended family, society, all of those mm-hmm. contributing factors mm-hmm. and say, okay, those are programs that are put inside of me. Are they working? Right. Do they need to upgrade? Delete, 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 delete. Yep. Is it? Yes. Like d- delete the program. Do we need to delete the programming? Do we need to upgrade the software? Yeah. To make it better. Cause you know, one of the things about the last generation, the last generation, the previous generation, the boomer generation that I do appreciate mm-hmm. is there's, they're heavily rooted in values. Yes. Right. And so what I recognize and appreciate coming from my mom and my dad's generation is this this rooting in values, this heavy rooting in values and particularly family values, but like just values in general and what's in, and thinking about, well, what's important. And then there's an, there is a, there is a, like an, a work ethic, like a level of integrity mm-hmm. in that respect. There are definitely a lot of out integrities, <laughs> but there's a whole nother podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna say this level of integrity with work and and creating and and following through that mm-hmm. actually is very valuable. So like that programming, it 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 works to an extent, but definitely needs upgrading, right? Mm-hmm. At least in because me. loyalty is a great thing. It is. So here's the upgrade: not loyal to your company, right? Loyal to yourself, and not loyal. To the point of harm. Oh, not harm, but just loyal to, I'm putting myself in the equation. Right, right, right. We as women often put ourselves in the equation. We are loyal to all the external things. 
we're loyal yeah. to our obligations. We're loyal yeah. to our fears. Yes. Let's be, let's take all that energy and be loyal to ourselves and start off with the question, am I happy? And is this working for me? Right. That's and that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, you know, sometimes we're loyal to the fault. Yes. We're loyal. Sometimes we are loyal to the point of harming ourselves. And what and exactly what you're saying is when we put ourselves in the occasion in, in the occasion, in the equation, then we can see, oh, you know what? Mm-mm. This loyalty is harming me. Mm-hmm. This loyalty in this relationship mm-hmm. is harming me. This loyalty mm-hmm. in this job is harming me. Mm-hmm. This loyalty um, in this behavior to this behavior or belief is harming me. Right, this loyalty to this tradition is harming me. When we put ourselves in the equation, we can see that, and then like, okay, do we need to delete that programming? Like you said, mm-hmm. do we need to upgrade the software and evolve and keep the elements we want to keep, but have like those new elements to make it better. And the thing is, is that we spend, and I'm so glad people are having conversations about mental wellness now, mm-hmm. because we spend so much time and energy and effort making the outside look pretty mm, and making it palatable, palatable to everybody else. Mm-hmm. We spend a lot of time making a lot of people, making our physical self look great, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we don't spend any time making our emotional self look great. Mm-hmm. Our mental self look great. And I'm not talking about mental illness. Yeah. I'm talking about how we respond to life, how yeah. we see life, our perspective. Mm-hmm. That's the aspect that I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like a, there's a song that Prince used to sing. I don't know who wrote it, but if God was one of us. Oh, yes. You know, and there was an artist. This is why I love art, but there's an artist here who drew this painting of this man who looked like a homeless person. Mm tattered clothes. But when you looked at the bottom of the clothes, there were angels' wings hanging out of the bottom. Mm. Right? We mm-hmm. are so hooked on consumerism yeah. and capitalism that we pay more attention to how people articulate their words mm-hmm. and how they dress than like Dr. King says, the content of the character. Right. Right. So if uh, the content of the character of a person is not good enough for you, are you looking at the content of your character? Right. Because what right. you find important in the world is a clue about your story. Yeah. About what you find important in yourself. Because I find with the women that I've worked with over the years, mm-hmm. all this looks great. Yeah. Brand new shiny cars, trips mm-hmm. around the world, selfies, all the things. But when they get home and the door closes, like I talked about before. Yeah. They look in the mirror. They don't see how beautiful they are. Right. They don't feel worthy. They feel overwhelmed and tired. Mm-hmm. So the duality that we have as women, especially as black women, because we're taking on so many other people's responsibilities mm-hmm. that we don't take on ourselves as a responsibility. Mm-hmm. So we end up crying ourselves to sleep, having a bottle of wine to just to clear our heads. Mm-hmm binging on television shows, all the things mm-hmm. to numb the fact that we're not happy. Right. And we're not satisfied and we don't feel worthy. Right. So let's go into that 
instead of keep trying to dress up life. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. Once you go there, everything else falls in place. <laughs> it really, it really does. House is cracked. Yeah. The rest of the house is gonna fall. Fix the foundation. Focus mm-hmm. on the foundation. Love the foundation. Yeah. You know. And that leads me to sort of this sort of a, a, a final sort of thought, you know, a point I should say that that this that, that has brought to, to mind is that so we talked about like how our story leads us to clues about the, the our wounds mm-hmm. and then also leads us to clues about what we've inherited. But what what I have read and have found to be um, effective is that I think that when we get to that point of healing, certain point of healing, um, that telling our stories can be very therapeutic. Yes. Right. So there's the, there's the recognizing and exploring and the investigating and the curiosity, and then there's the healing. And then at a certain point in our healing, telling our stories then becomes even more therapeutic I, I, and, and I think, you know, there's there's multiple layers to it. Part of it is it moves the energy through our body and out of yeah. our body and into the atmosphere where we're releasing it. But also there is a healing component to being able to inspire others with with what we've experienced. Right. So t- in telling others our story, oftentimes we are, whether consciously or unconsciously, contributing um, to another's um, another's healing, mm-hmm. and and that is um, I don't have the words to the words in my mind right now to describe what that is, but it it really can be a therapeutic process for the person telling the story, uh, but empowering and well, inspiring. it invites empathy into people's lives because mm-hmm. when you tell that's where we see our sameness, mm-hmm. that's where we see where 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 we are connected. Mm-hmm. Because when you tell, I call it a key. When you tell your story, mm-hmm. it opens up a floodgate of all the things, mm-hmm. and it releases the guilt and the shame. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I love. I always use. I like to use the example of Barack Obama when he ran for president. He wrote a book about his whole life, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But now he, nobody can get him because there nobody mm-hmm. can find anything. He already put it out there. Mm-hmm. So the the part about putting it out there not only does it create connection. But it becomes a sense of peace mm-hmm. and it helps build mm-hmm. confidence because not only do you get to examine your journey mm-hmm. and your successes, mm-hmm. but you get to see how strong you are. Yes. You get to see That's your collection of strength and resilience and power mm-hmm. because you say to yourself, we get stuck in, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. Da, 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 da. Then if you look back at your story about your life, you said, I've done this 10 times before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can do it this time. Like we talk about changing careers. Yeah. I did this before. I can do it again. Yeah. And, and there's a process in it. It's not a simple, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to blam everything. There's a process in how you tell your story. Yeah. Because it doesn't always have to be a traumatic incident. Mm-hmm. It can be something somebody said to you that unlocked something inside of you. But when you tell your story, and I'll say this as we conclude, when you tell your story, you are sharing your power with the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why your story is your superpower. Mm. Because your power is your story. It's not your what you have accumulated or what you have accomplished specifically, but
but it's the sum total of who you are, the cracks mm -hmm. and the shiny parts. Yeah. We, we are all flawed diamonds. <laughs> and that's, that's what I say about that. We are all flawed diamonds. We have many facets. We're brilliant and we have flaws all at the mm -hmm. same time. And that's yeah. why our story, when we share it, we share our power. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's our super superpower. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a perfect, it's a, it's a perfect mic drop. Yeah. This is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful conversation. I, I was, I was, I was like, man, I can't believe how the time flies. You know, I, know. <laughs> I can't believe how the time flies. And, but you know what, this is, it was just a really wonderful conversation to underline. And you know, me and you, we speak the same language. You just speak in my language all day long. <laughs> I'm like, this is why, this is why we need to have these conversations. Yes. So I just, I, you know, I, I appreciate you bringing your wisdom and um, I want to make sure that those who are listening have an opportunity if they'd like to be able to connect with you. So if you would let the listeners know if they want to work with you or if organizations want to hire you to come speak, how do they find you? How do they connect with you? Well, you can go to my website, monicawisdomhq.com, and you get a understanding of who I am and what I offer. Um, if you want to hear more from me, you can go to Black Women Amplified podcast and hear the amazing stories of the women that I interview, including you, <laughs> and have great conversations with. And also, if you want to know more about working with me, sign into my tribe. You can go to monicawisdomhq.com backslash me time. Mm. And I have a beautiful affirmations journal for you to download with pictures and words that look like us, mm -hmm. <laughs> beautiful black women, and just put them around your house and repeat them. And you'll start to feel the words that you say, because I definitely believe in mantras, but I definitely love working with people one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing to do. And then I'm mm -hmm. moving into group training, but one-on-one -on -one, because I don't think that there's a set way to do what people need to have done. Yeah. Which is why I call myself a strategic advisor because I like to use all of the tools yeah. to help you reach the solution that you need for your life. Yeah. And it's not just about business, but I believe this is about our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you all heard her, Monica Wisdom HQ.com. And we will have all of these links in the show notes, including the link for Black Women Amplified podcast. We want to make sure that we lift up and amplify that podcast as well. Um, and I just, you know, once again, I really want to thank you for uh, the, the conversation today. And I know that that the audience will, you know, my audience will appreciate it, will take it and begin to really look at their stories and yeah. um, explore, you know, what is it that I've inherited? What is it that, what are the wounds that need to be healed and, you know, reach out to you if they um, are ready for that next step. Yeah, for that healing. next step, because the next, it just takes one step. It one step at a time. Mm -hmm. We don't have to look at the whole overall picture. Mm -hmm. Just what is your next step? Yeah. And if your next step is to get support, reach out. I'm here to support you. 
Absolutely. And here, here's what I want you all to do, listeners, today. You know, I always, always love to give you a little bit of homework to do. Um, is you know, I want you to share this episode with someone. Share this episode with a friend, a colleague, um, a, a family member, because this is the kind of conversation that we really need to get out there. And you know, we, we, if you you enjoy this conversation, I also invite you to leave a review on the podcast. You know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you're on Spotify Podcasts, wherever you are doing your podcast, leave a review and let us know how impactful this conversation was. Because when we share these conversations, that's how we transform. We create ripples that turn into tidal waves that transform people's lives. So share this episode and let people know how you found it by how you found it or how you like it by leaving a review. So the people who are finding us know that this is a worthwhile conversation to have. So I, as, as always, I thank my listeners because without the listeners, there is no podcast. And once again, go to monicawisdomhq.com and check out all that she has to offer. And once again, Monica, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. You all have a wonderful rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye now. Hey, thanks for listening. Remember, I want you to apply these principles in your life every day. But also, I want you to share this podcast with others in your life who you think it could help. A friend, a colleague, or family member. And remember, go hit the subscribe button so you will know when our next episode is released. Finally, I'd really appreciate if you did me a favor and left a review. It really lets others know that this podcast can make a difference in their life as well. See you on the next episode.